Well, welcome to the Only Kyle Show. Uh, I am Kyle Miller. Today joining me is Mr. Kyle Leonhort. How are you doing Hello. today, sir? I'm all right. Tired. <laughs> yeah, fucking me too. <laughs> fucking Dude, me. I, I went to bed last night. I mean, not last night. Yesterday morning at like 11. And I woke up at, um, I want to say 8.30 at night. So I go to work. And after that, I just never went back to sleep because I had to, I was going to come and do this. Mm. But yeah, that's what... um. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I went to bed at like one in the morning and just right. woke up at at uh eleven oh five and was like, "Oh shit, I have a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't worry, it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, fucking, but. But yeah, that's me. I'm Kyle. And <laughs> I'm Kyle. Hey, who would have thought on a show called Only Kyles? <laughs> hey, we have non Kyle guests, okay? We just, it is fair. primarily focused on Kyle's and Kyle culture and the lives, yeah. of, the lives of Kyle's. Oh, the inside documentary. Get it. You should get like David Attenborough to like follow us around or something. Uh, you know, the guy who does like planet earth. <laughs> it, it, fucking we need uh we need Morgan Freeman to narrate it. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh God, that, that would be funny. And on the eighth day, God said, <laughs> let there be Kyle. <laughs> oh Lord. If, on the eighth day, if that happened, I, I think now we know why we have Noah's art. <laughs> <laughs> Which Noah, is it? Noah and them had to get get fucking away from the the fucking uh, monster wielding fucking Kyle army. Like, what was it? Uh, there was a uh, what was it? I want to say it was I was like seventh eighth grade somewhere. I was young, and I saw this like really boomer esque you know artwork of um, Noah's Ark, but it had like a giant cannon on it shooting another ark with dinosaurs on it. <laughs> now see i can respect that okay like i it, yeah it, the, cap it, the caption was something like that's why we don't have dinosaurs i <laughs> <laughs> see like you know like i'm not I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not religious like you know like uh establishment religion and so oh like, you're like I, a deist but, uh i, I I know I talked about it in the last episode. Um, like I, I know that there's something else because of my personal experiences, but like, I don't like, I, I don't believe in like, you know, I, I don't believe that there's like, you don't follow one, like one a main entity that like, you know, we go to heaven and hell, like the, the classical, like, you know, monotheistic, uh, well, Judeo Christian ideology. <laughs> All right, so are you more? You should go. There's even a one that goes further back. I think it goes further back than uh, Judaism, which is a Zoroastrian. I think it's Zoroastrianism. Um, it was like in ancient Persia. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You're really close. Um, Zoroastrian, or yeah, that's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. Also, there was something interesting that I learned from another podcast. Uh, it was 
the um I think the Croatoan where you know the story of Roanoke, right? Uh the Roanoke colony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croatoa. <laughs> yeah, the Croatoa apparently from this podcast, uh shout out to that podcast. It was uh I think the Lore Lodge or something like that. They talked about how he's he briefly mentioned how the Croatoan uh tribe had a very monotheistic religion that was quite similar to uh Judeo Christian or at least Judaism. Like the parallels were uncanny. <laughs> well, and that's that's something that um I mean there's parallels that are around the whole globe because you know m- most civ- like most starter civilizations have the same uh like close to the same uh origin theory like or you know origin beliefs like uh you know like they're um fucking uh like the the inca and and then like you have the um the Sumerians, right? So other sides, oh, so- the, other sides of the world, you know, have very similar creation of man beliefs. Like you want, what was it? Uh, you want else they also have in common with most? There's actually, I've noticed reading like a lot of folklore and stuff, like which we'll talk about today. I noticed a lot of cultures have like three or four different kinds of creatures. One giant winged one, so like you know, like in Native American, you got the Thunderbird, and in Europe, you got dragons. You got like you know the corpse eating or blood sucking creature. You know, you got the Strigoi in Romania, the Ghoul in Arabia, Wendigo out in um, the Wendigo out in the Algonquin region, which is you know the northern part of canada all the way down to i want to say virginia and a little bit west i can't remember how far west though <laughs> so i'll have to look that up i will say a lot of the stuff i am talking about i am not a professional in i just really like learning about it <laughs> so just keep that in mind my i'm more of i'm i would say i would lean more on the skeptic side on things but like i mean if some if somebody came up to me and said like do you believe in this stuff i would say well i believe that people believe in it well let me tell you like Wendigo, I will say that I have pretty firm belief that there is some sort of entity that would be described as the Wendigo. Well, here's something that's also interesting about them, which is, well, first of all, let me get, I'm going to just throw this out there right now. A lot of people who will confuse them with, you know, skinwalkers, and they'll literally describe them as the same exact way, and it annoys the living shit out of me. Like, there's this one YouTube channel, which I don't want to throw under the bus right now, because, you know, nah, I guess they just it. read off of Reddit. Throw them under nah, the bus, dog. Nah, I'm not going to do it. But um, basically, every time I hear us, I, I used to like listening to them until I realized their stories were so repetitive. It goes like, oh, it's a black creature with with red eyes, smells of death, and has antlers. And it's like describing five different things. I'm like, what are you talking about right now? I'm like, you, what, what, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> so when I started looking into it, and it's interesting because the idea of the Wendigo that we have now is a modern interpretation. I, I don't know when it started. I'm not, like I said, an expert. But one source I said came from the movie, I think it was like in the 70s or 80s called the Wendigo. And the guy just had it with, you know, a deer skull and antlers. And then the movie Antlers, 
came out, which was a good horror movie, but a not so good Wendigo interpretation, in my personal opinion. Um, but they have you ever played a Until Dawn? No. If you look up what the Until Dawn Wendigo looks like, they, in their lore, that's kind of what they would look like. Now, there's other ones that would say they're like big hairy people, like Bigfoot, or just people who look like they're frostbitten and they're just trying to eat you. But one thing that I do know about them, and this is what I learned from another YouTube series, was, and it, somebody could quote me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I know. The big thing is, is the spirit goes after the two sides of the um, of the society pole or the societal pole, which is those who have a lot and are greedy, and those who are desperate and starving. So, like, if you're super greedy, you can be infected by the spirit, and then you know become a Wendigo. Or if you know you get so desperate and hungry, you just say, "All right, I'm going to go club my friend over there," and you know just start devouring him. There you go. And there's also a uh, there's also a um, mental disease, a mental illness named after the Wendigo called Wendigo psychosis as well. So, yeah, and found... like, and and that was like common, like um, not common, but um, so have you ever read um, have you ever read Outlander? No, I haven't. Okay, uh, very good book. I mean, it's it's about like this woman who touches these like stones in in scotland and is transported back into like 1700s oh, it's like, uh scotland oh, and gets stuck there and and uh oh, so ahead. it's like the tv show yeah yeah no it's 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 it it's the tv show is the book okay 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 like <laughs> it's actually a very good adaptation because uh Diana Gabadon, uh, she like has direct creative control over the show. So yeah, yeah, it's it's the same thing. So, so basically, like this, like kind of psychosis is. I'm just going to read you off what just quickly what this says. This is it's a uh, in modern psychiatry, the Wendigo lends its name for to a form of psychosis known as Wendigo psychosis, which is characterized by symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh. And an intense fear of becoming a cannibal. Wendigo psychosis is described as a culture-bound syndrome. So basically, like, if you're from that, like, Algonquin region, you're going to have that fear. Yeah. Um, so in, I think it was, like, book seven, book six, one of the two, um, when when they first go to, um, uh, when they're, living in uh georgia or is it georgia or south carolina like in the in trying to build fraser's ridge um and jamie encounters um and ends up killing the the wendigo yeah because it's it this fucking crazed dude he's like wearing a bear pelt and shit with like bear claws and you sure that's just not a crackhead nah (laughs) (laughs) like i know like as far as i'm aware they like like i'm no i personally don't know if they exist or do exist i do believe that people believe they exist and i do believe there are people who go insane from hunger but but let's for the sake of the argument let's say they do exist honestly i think they would stay more in like you know colder like a colder climate because there's there's solitude there's they live in solitude. They like hide in caves, like you know, little gremlins. 
And honestly, the best way to describe them, if you haven't seen what the picture of them is, imagine Gollum from Lord of the Rings, just bigger and lankier and can, you know, tear your head off. Yeah, like me personally, like I I believe that it's just a a Native American explanation of mental health, like it's of, a, of severe of a severe mental health condition. What what the story was actually meant to teach is to be generous, and like the story of the Wendigo is meant to teach you know to be generous to. To help others in need, and like in the times of winter, and to do your part for the tribe. Yeah. And um, now then you get to the other one, the Skinwalker, which, by the way, is not a monster, by the way. It's actually just some dude who practices bad medicine, which in the Navajo and the... I think it's the Navajo and the Apache. They are like... they, they Like, medicine is considered magic. <laughs> so, like, they practice black magic. You know and... what? I had these. I had the two mixed up with the with the the Outlander reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a, skin, he's a skinwalker. But like, what was it? Um, where was it? Oh, here it is. Um, like, I also don't also classify these guys as cryptids because crypt because cryptids would also go into like cryptozoology. And cryptozoology is a pseudoscience where you know you go after you talk about you know creatures that were that existed but died, but people still believe they existed. Like you know, you've heard of the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, yeah, that's actually considered a modern day cryptid because you know some people say, "Oh, I've seen it." Well, but like, okay, well, hold on, hold on. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, like it definitely existed, and but. You know, we can't say yeah. You can't say beyond beyond reasonable doubt that nobody has because there could be, you know, a handful in you know still in Tasmania. You know what I mean? Like it, you, you're not in every every you know square mile of the forest in Tasmania. So like, oh. it, it's possible. Oh, and I completely agree that it could potent- it could still be out there, like a lot of extinct creatures. Like I'm not I'm not gonna fault you. I'm not gonna disagree with you there. Now there are some that I disagree with, like the megalodon. I'm like, okay, that thing is clearly dead. We would know if it was still around, <laughs> because that was a um, you know, it lived in the shallow, warm seas, and well, I don't think we see them in the in the Mediterranean or in the Gulf, so. I think they're dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like that, you know, that I agree with you just just because of the fact that, okay, if it were if it were still in existence, if it were able to survive deep pressure, like it would have to service like it would it would it would it w- couldn't sustain itself on the small amount of life that is you know at those deeper pressures that nobody's ever seen it but at the same time you know we know more about we know about more space you know more percentage of space than we do the ocean so i I understand where the oh yeah and that is true as well and in the deep ocean there is a phenomenon called deep sea gigantism as well but 
when when it comes to a creature that you know is climatized to you know trot like i guess more tropical waters then you just kind of you know throw it into deep pressure and uh like freezing cold temperatures mm-hmm. with very sparse with very very sparse uh food i there's i don't see how that th- how it could survive to, you know, even with the uh, you know the rise of the whales cuz that's what really killed them off well we also don't know like you know, we also don't know if the belief behind, uh, like, their, uh, their, you know, their fucking evolution, like, is solid. And oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm getting some feedback from you. I don't know if you changed, so, like, moved or something. Oh, hang on. Is that better? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. But anyways, as I was saying about the Skinwalker, like the Skinwalker isn't like a monster per se. It's just a guy who practices like evil magics. And to quote, you know, because I this is one of my favorite quotes that I got from the Lore Lodge podcast was a. Uh, he goes and says like, "Your dog is not a Skinwalker, or the Skinwalker didn't replace your dog. The Skinwalker didn't replace your roommate." That coyote that's chasing your car at 70 miles per hour knocking on the back window is probably a skinwalker. (laughs) (laughs) Because skinwalkers are known to uh, wear the pelts of, like, carnivorous animals. Like, you know, coyotes, wolves, whatever. And then they're said to transform into said animal or, 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 uh, what's it called? Uh, Astral project and stuff. But that stuff is just, I'm like, okay. Um, how? But a lot of people, actually not, nobody really knows on what the uh, quote-unquote uh, ritual is to become a skinwalker. Um, according to... According ac- to... According to, what, Navajo legend, it is, you, one must kill a close relative or friend as part of a dark ritual, but, you know, not... Well, that's all we know. It's just like we you have to kill like a relative or a friend. Some say you have to kill them and eat them. But like the, you know, the the whole ritual itself and the whole other, if there's anything else before that or anything else be, be after that. If there's, you know, even a conclave of them. I mean, I can't go on Reddit and ask and ask a skinwalker or something. Hey. But apparently how to kill them is like shoot them with white ash, like a bullet tipped in white ash. Yep. Or uh, or say their name, if you know their name. Huh. It's But the reason why I brought these two up right now is because like there's just so many just so, like people say they see them and I'm like you just go on Reddit and look it up. There's like people who's I guess like Hang on, I'm sorry, I'm just tired. I'm trying to no, gather good, my dude. thoughts here. Like, there are people who read, like, st- I guess stories off of Reddit or, you know, get the emails or letters or whatever, and they decide to read them, and they describe the same thing, and they're like, is it a skinwalker or is it a wendigo? Or I'm like, I think you saw, like, a tree, dude. <laughs> or you just, or you're, like, looking into the, uh, or you're looking into the woods at night Uh-oh. Where you're like looking into the woods at night and you see a deer just kind of just chilling there. So 
and what else? So, um, I, I have a friend. I'm not going to name this friend. That's fine. Um, who was saved in the woods, like was out hiking, like deep, deep, deep in the woods. Um, fell, got injured. Okay. Uh, this is in the Western U.S. And, uh, and was saved by a Bigfoot. That's interesting. I mean, I could, I could believe it because, um, you know, the, uh, what is it? Um, well, it goes further. Oh, really? So the Bigfoot has watched over slash, in my opinion, the second part is my opinion, slash stalked her for years. That all, you know, that also kind of checks out, too. And she sends me videos because she has cameras set up for her... Uh, for uh like raccoons and shit like that she feeds and at first i was like you know it's just wind but like i it's been like 20 videos now <laughs> what was it uh it's interesting that you say that because there is something that i've read about you you know about the tennessee wildmen and stuff like that right uh vaguely familiar so, like, there's stories of them, like, carrying women off and stuff like that. There's a story of, uh, I can't remember where it was, but it goes, like, there's a, like, a, how did it go? Okay, I'm probably going to butcher that. And if somebody in the uh, audience gets mad at me for butchering this story, I apologize. But it goes, like, there's a, there's a woman from a tribe who whose father said or who she said, I think it was either her father or who she is, who she said, will marry her if she if they're a great hunter. And then, you know, this big wild man came out of nowhere and, you know, fell in love, I guess, fell in love with her and then proved he was a good hunter. And then, you know, took, like they wedded, they had kids, but the tribe didn't like them. So, you know, they, I guess they cast them out or something. I can't remember what exactly happened, but that's the gist of it. And... There's also sighting. There's been, I guess the, I guess there's like something about wild men and you know wanting women and stuff like that. I'm not too like I'm not too well versed in the whole wild men and Bigfoot thing because, I feel like that's just so well known, that you know you could look up anything, but, apparently these like ape or you know very hairy men go way back even before uh. European settlers come in. Yeah. And there's also the British Isles actually have their own version of these uh big hairy uh apes or wild men as well. Because I don't know, I mean, you know about when um Europe it or like the whole across the Atlantic before that split from like, you know, the uh split continental wise. Oh, like you know, like uh, plate tectonics and all that. Pangea, yeah, like Pangea and the other supercontinents and stuff. Yeah. Um, all along the Appalachian Mountain, like that. Actually, if you were to just jam those back together, the Appalachian Mountains would go. I th- want to say up into 
Ireland and parts of uh, England and Scotland and Wales. Yeah. And there's something about uh, that they're fine. That people said that there are wild men, or when I mean by wild men, I mean like these big, hairy, giant kind of men, not like you know, a Kyle on a Friday night. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they I mean, found. I mean, they're pretty synonymous. So <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, give or take on which one you're talking about. I mean, there are some of them out there with a really nice, you know, hair and really big, bushy beard who. Get them drunk enough to strip down naked. I'm pretty sure they'll confuse the two. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's just um stories about it. Uh, I wish I knew like more about it because that's something I never really knew until this past week that they had their own as well. And I guess theirs are more like you know redheaded, red red haired. Compared to you know whatever ours is, whether it's brown or black, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, and there's there's actually I can't remember their name, but there's actually like medieval art of them, and like they have clubs and stuff, and their orientation of their club represents if they converted to Christianity or not. I want to say if their club is down, they did, they didn't, or if their club is up, they did. Or vice versa. It's one of the two, but the orientation of the club, which way it's pointing, up or down, represented if that, you know, big wild man converted to Christianity or not. So the wild man is actually supposed to be the arch nemesis of um, Sasquatch. Really? Because I've heard um, they could be considered synonymous. No, it, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just reading on on cryptid wiki. Uh, uh mine was from like a. Uh, I was listening to like a uh, to like two um, medieval history guys talk about it. Huh. They're like they're two um, medieval history. Like one one of them has a bachelor's going in for their masters, and I don't know what the other one has. Well, but well, um, it is it is known to spout out a disturbing war cry. Um, I'm getting feedback again from you, just so you know. Nope, sorry. Hang on. Hey, you're good. This mic isn't the best. Yeah, I don't have anything yeah, else. You're good. Oh, shit. I just got something in my eye. Oh, that's the one oh, eye with my contact in it. Oh, shit. Shit. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I can. I can hear myself. It's all good. Uh, it's very aggressive in behavior and could possibly be the arch enemy of Sasquatch, ironically, often fighting for territory reasons. Not surprisingly, the wild man possesses great strength, agility, and speed. There have been many groups of men that have went out hunting for the creature, but all the times, usually, they don't find anything or something traumatizing happens. The monster is known to have a strange targeting obsession with dogs and women. Many women came out to say the wild man had attempted to snatch them up and carry them away. It is suspected, however, that these attempts were always unsuccessful. The latest known wild man sighting took place over 20 years ago near Elizabeth, Elizabethton. God, I hate it. Just call it town. James. Just call it town. <laughs> like, uh, Elizabethton, Tennessee. 
Rob Phillips, along with his cousin, were on a night hike to Bee Cliffs. Through the rain, they noticed something strange in the forest. Everything had become completely silent. The sound of a snapping twig broke the silence, followed by a horrible inhuman scream unlike the hunters had ever heard. The men fled separately through the darkened wood, with Phillips soon finding safety behind a tree. It wasn't long after he spotted the wild man clinging to a nearby tree about 15 feet away. Rob heard his cousin break for the hill, and he followed suit. Phillips' account corresponds slightly with the initial tales of the Tennessee wild man. He was described as stout, about nine feet tall, with red, beady eyes, a set of claws, and a horrible, pervasive stink that Phillips compared to the stench of a dead animal. It is unlikely that the Tennessee wild man has lived almost 150 years in the Tennessee mountains. It may be assumed, then, that more than one of these creatures exists. Or could the creature sighting in the Bee Cliffs area be something else entirely? It wasn't only Tennessee that this creature was sighted since some reports also came from Kentucky. Uh, man. What? Um, <clears throat> so, like, you know, my, my, my thing with these types of, uh, these types of stories is really that, uh, you know, it, they're probably true to to some extent you know it, it they're in a lot of but a lot of them are you know it's just like crazy fucking people or or um uh a crazy uh fucking somebody who is still a little too far attached to like um uh, da, 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 da. Jesus, we're Homo sapiens. What, 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 what were the Neanderthals? Words? Yes, like, like you know, to Neanderthals or, or um, you know, what the Tonobos or whatever. Fire fucking. <laughs> Are you talking about? Like, there's um, Anoko's humans, and then my favorite Homo erectus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, goddamn right. That's what Kyles are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're one step under uh, um, Neanderthals. <laughs> we're just beginning to, you know, do stuff. But have you ever heard of the story of the White Screamer? No, no, I have not. So it's an, it takes, it was in a, I heard about it in a collection of, uh, you know, Wild Men Tales. But basically how it goes is like, there's this, there's this, family who builds their uh, homestead in Tennessee and I forgot the time period of how long it takes but or how long it until this event happens but basically what happens is every night they just hear this loud scream coming from the woods yeah banshee. and every well no here's the thing every night as as it uh ever like every night it starts getting closer and closer and closer and closer until the father had enough of it and so he goes out into the woods and tries to find the screaming, but it was just dead quiet. And then all he hears is screaming, but it's the screaming of his family. So he runs back to the house to find his family just completely disemboweled and like torn apart. And then when he goes back, he just sees this big white thing just running through the field and back into the forest. Yeah. So, uh, there's a natural hollow in White Bluff, skirted by forest and deep Tennessee beauty. And back in the 1920s, a young family built their home on the land. The newcomers consisted of a father and mother, as well as seven little ones. It was the perfect family and perfect spot to begin again. Or so they thought. 
Finally, as the story goes, the young man became enraged with the violent night antics and took his gun into the woods in the middle of the night, yelling for and seeking the strange screaming creature. As he rounded the property, he realized the sound was becoming louder, more shrill, more clear. It wasn't a screamer at all. His family had been hacked to pieces. Yeah, that story, that's the same story too. Yeah. It's just like, damn, why would you go live there? Well, you know, that to me is probably, you know, honestly, he probably fucking murdered his wife and family. I believe that too. Like, and just, and was like, oh, uh, the banshee made me do it. Like, it. Fun fact, banshees actually don't hurt people. Yeah. Banshees are actually like, you know, a sign like, it's like, oh, yeah, somebody, like, they're just like an omen of like, oh, somebody's going to die in your family. So, like, if you hear one, like, crying, you don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's going to die. And some of the prominent families back in Ireland actually had banshees, like, like, we're talking like royalty in Ireland or like, you know, high chieftains or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And those banshees actually had names as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's actually there's actual historical and rec- like historical record of these banshees' names. Yep. And like, whole, like if you go through like the whole Irish folklore all the way up to learning about a banshee, because I really it's just like the vampire. I don't want to get into it because there's so much you have to learn to learn about like everything about the fae and all that stuff in Ireland. It's like reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I am not even joking you. Basically, the like these people come, then men come, and then they decide. Then the uh, the folk that are more like elves decide to just say, you know what, we're leaving now and go off somewhere off into the Western Sea into another dimension. And Tolkien didn't steal that. Didn't uh, not steal. Didn't use that as his uh, basis of the elves in Lord of the Rings. Apparently. Just a coincidence, don't you think? Yeah. So, so uh, a banshee is actually like not so. So it's like when imminent death of a family member is is coming. Uh, yes. Yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, I, it's, lo- uh, I love Irish folklore. But I like I'm I'm half Irish, and it's fucking how intertwined, you know. Like, it is with Irish culture. It's still intertwined today. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, how intertwined it is, like you know, leads me to believe that you know many of these things are true. Because like, and it's not like oh, it's just like you know, just a tale that some people believe. Like, I mean, there's the majority. I, the majority of Irish that I know like you know still believe in banshees <laughs> like, yeah, like like now out of all the creatures that that uh like you know we consider cryptids or as some people would consider them you know fantastical or folk or folk creatures like the ones like there's two that I would personally believe like are like have the chance of being real because it's just there's no way in hell that, you know, all these people over the course of thousands of years have seen them. Those are ghosts 
And those are creatures that are more vampiric in nature. Granted, vampires are a whole other topic to get into because that that will be like a three hour discussion. Yeah. Because you would have to like know the origins. Well, first you got to know the origins of the people, and then you got to know the origins of the vampire. But if you, but as I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, was a if you ever look at any any uh culture they've it seems like they've always had like you know a big winged creature a corpse eater or something that that drains your life force and ghosts like for instance as i was saying like you know the i can't remember which one if not all of them i'm not well versed in indian in indian stories but you know you got the thunderbird and in europe you have the dragon europe and asia you got dragons and Arabia, you got the rock, you know, that giant eagle or giant bird. And then when it comes to like corpse eaters or, you know, things that drain your life, you got, you know, the Strigoi and, and the Balkans. You got, what is, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because it's it's Greek. What? And then um, uh... it, the, there's a Greek, I can't, I can never pronounce it because it's all in Greek. It's basically a Greek vampire in a sense. Okay. Um, Arabia has ghouls, you know, over here we have the Wendigo and Indochina, like, you know, like Indonesia, Burma and all that. They have the Ajwang, which you can break it up into many different things. You got like, you know, the Ajwang, the Mananangal. The Mananangal is like, is so screwed up to read about. (laughs) Well, you get into like, you know, you get into Japan and Shintoism and you have. Oh yeah. You got the orb weaver woman with the like the head of a woman and the body of an orb weaver spider. Yeah, sh- Shinigami, you have, you know, um, shit, dude. You, you, you know how many... <laughs> There's so many different... It's it's wild. <laughs> but, like, out of all of them, I can... I believe that uh, ghosts have the higher possibility of being real, because I'm... Because, you know, everybody, even the big skeptics has to, you know, there's probably... I'm not going to you know speak for everybody in this sense but like i feel like everybody has the tiny like is not fully 100 percent certain that ghosts do not exist there's people who are there's people who are there's people who well when who, anybody who claim who claim that they 100 percent do not believe that ghosts exist um be, it, like uh, for example um uh, I, I, there's very close individuals to me that believe that anything that manifests itself beyond death is is a demon or or ill spirited and not and not a ghost and and more of a demon. And well, I, I believe that too. But like, what I mean by, I guess what I'm trying to say is, when it comes to ghosts, I'm talking like more like evil spirits, demons, stuff like that. So. When it comes to like ghosts, demons, evil spirits, and things like of that nature, I feel like most people, like there's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percentage in the back of their brains that has the possibility of this could potentially be real. Because you, for me, the reason why I say it could potentially be real, even though I've never truly had a ghost experience. I mean, I've had weird experiences that I can't describe, which you know is basically the definition of paranormal. Yeah. Um, you were like, you just can't describe it with like, you know, logic or science. But, um, 
I'm not going to really jump to ghosts, perhaps. I, I, and have, I, I have 100%. Now, do I... I would have to say I am about 40% certain that ghosts exist and, and about 50% uncertain and like 10%, okay, you know what? I've been proven wrong. Yeah. And that's actually... That's actually, this is actually one thing I've always wanted to do, especially with me being a STEM student and going into STEM, is I wanted to always go to like these haunted areas and not like, oh, hang on. And not like, you know, try to disprove or prove that ghost exists. I want to, uh, you know, do the science and like test out the physics of the area, you know, because ghosts, ghosts like haunting places have like, you know, like some places have a frequency mm -hmm. that'll like spook you. Like I, I can never find the frequency, but there is stuff like there are articles on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like like one thing I wanted to find is like you know the electric like you know find electromagnetism of the area you know and like do other like scientific studies of these areas and like just learn about it and whether you believe that a ghost is causing it or you know you don't believe that the ghost is it, causing it you want to be a, you want to go out and actually ghost hunt <laughs> like actually like you want you're not just like going out seeking a paranormal experience you are going out to determine the scientific evidence of whether or not uh there's something going on there's there's, there's a like just find out if there's an anomaly going on yeah. is the strongest yeah, word anomaly, yep. whether and whether that anomaly is you know something from like the, you know the other realm and like spirits and stuff or it's something else entirely we we don't know that's why and i don't think and i think people who are in like the academic field or People who are trying to get into the STEM field are afraid to do that. As far as I'm aware, I haven't really looked too far into it. Or it's mainly like that kind of work is mainly done by skeptics. Whereas instead of just getting an unbiased source of, of somebody's like, I'm not here to disprove. I'm not here to, to prove. I'm just here to figure out what's going on and just leave that up to, you know, the viewer or, you know, the, the reader and, and just do a, you should always be skeptic. Like it, it, you should always be skeptic of even your your own mind, your own your own experiences, because you know the the, the human the human mind is is <laughs> interesting oh, yeah. to say the least as to what it can convince its owner of. And oh yes, that's why I always believe in like collaborating evidence, as in like. Yep. Let's say there's like a group of, that's why I'm not going to go, if I was going to do this, I wouldn't do this alone. I would have like a team of like five people. We would have cameras. We're not going to do EMF reader because I believe EMF readers are bullshit. Because if it goes off due to an electromagnetic signal, it's like, okay, you're, then that means your phone's going to trip it. All the electric equipment you got around the place is going to trip it. Uh, well, that okay. So, so EMF readers can be calibrated, just so you know. So you calibrate, you, you calibrate it in a like you know. So you take those five people and whatever equipment you're carrying, and then you calibrate it from there as your base point. Hmm. But and like you know, do temperature readings and all that stuff because. Honestly, the biggest one that you can argue is temperature reading because, you know, especially in some of these older houses, you can, uh, you, it could just be bad insulation. It's dilapidated. 
Like, that's the biggest one you can, like, you know, dismiss out of them all. And you know what? If it so happens that there's a ghost there, well, there you go. You got your proof that ghosts exist. Yeah, and, you know, people, and, and then you, you have proof skeptics who just... <laughs> we'll, we'll say, oh, it's all photoshopped and that's an actor. Yeah. You know, what was it? Even though this movie I really didn't like too much because I thought it was goofy in the end, the uh, third Conjuring movie. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I loved how the uh, lawyer was super skeptic. And then um, Ed Warren was like, why don't you come over for dinner tonight? Meet Annabelle. Maybe we can change your mind. And she goes like, deal. And then immediately cuts to her in court saying, we plea on the ins- of the insanity of... Uh, no, we plea on the... Uh, we plea innocent on the terms of, of demonic possession. <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately changed her mind after meeting Annabelle. <laughs> Which, don't even get me in that whole can of worms, because, like, I don't fully... Like, the Warrens have interesting stories don't get me wrong and have interesting cases and also there's a lot of evidence like to prove but there's some of it i just i'm skeptical about you can say that's why i say i'm usually kind of like not fully skeptical but not fully a believer either yeah i mean i will tell you that i personally you know i believe i believe in possession um 100 percent Having, oh, I uh, do too. Having, I believe, having been subjected to it myself. Um, Wait, when I mean, well, let me rephrase this. So, when I mean by like, you know, I'm a, I'm skeptic and not skeptic. I'm not saying like I don't believe in like demons and stuff. Like as a Catholic, I do. But what I am skeptical about are like, are other people's like testimonies on it because like, and I'm not gonna like. And I don't mean that like in an offensive way either, but like there's a lot of testimonies out there where it's just like, really? Yeah. Like, I take like like, the the exorcist uh, type shit. Like, like the super fantastical ones. I'm like, I am more likely to believe you if you were hesitant to come up to me and tell me. Yeah. Like, that's like, I believe hesitancy plays a big role in like, making the evidence more believable because like if I were to go, like if I were to go, let's say walk down the street at night and I see a ghost and immediately post it on social media, I, no one's going to believe me. But if I, let's say walk down that same street, see that ghost and I don't say anything to my friends or post it on social media because a, I don't want to be ridiculed and b you know, I don't want to get, you know, stigmatized in the community. And then, you know, I come to you in confidence and tell you my my story. I think you would believe me more than if I blasted it on social media or told everybody right away. Well, like for me personally, so I like I would. The the group of friends that I have on social media, like, I mean, I I feel comfortable enough taking the criticism from the few that I would take criticism for from and comfortable enough sharing such things with everyone else that like, you know, I, and, and like, say I went out, I witnessed, you know, I I witnessed a a, a ghost tonight. Right. Um, I like, I would be like, I'm fair. Like I would post like, I'm fairly certain this is what happened. Believe me or not. I don't care. 
<laughs> and like you yes. know, like that, that that's it, like you know that's just that's just how I am though like and like what uh, was it one of the events I had was to was, was was very interesting like I was sitting at work one night and all of a sudden I heard chains rattling on the ground and there was no chains around me and it felt like it was just like right in front of me I didn't know what was going on, so immediately I just turned around and walked out the building and stood out there for the rest of the shift. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know, like sometimes I I, I don't want to say I don't want to say hallucinate. Um like so, you know, especially like sober now, but like it i it might have something to do with like i i had bad ear infections as a baby and like i couldn't hear and except for like muffled sounds until i was about four until i got the tubes in my ears and stuff and so like i don't know if it's partially because of that or if it's because of my tinnitus that it I, I have a sneaking suspicion it has to do with my tinnitus because my tinnitus is really fucking bad so like that ringing that constant ringing well, like, if I'm in a room alone and there's not a lot of fucking sound, I start hearing shit, like, in the ringing. See what I mean? Like, it, it, it it's like my, my, uh, like, my brain is, like, reaching out to hear something besides that ringing. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah, like, like, it, like, I, like, I'll hear, like distant muffled voices or like you know like a like a tv on but there's obvious there's no tv on and it, it it's fucking it dude it shit drives me nuts <laughs> yeah like i i know what you mean like sometimes i'll be just chilling out in my in my room or you know just sitting at my desk and all of a sudden i hear my uh stepmother's voice calling my name and i'm like uh, i instinctively want to turn around and look and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't live I don't live with my parents anymore. What the hell? Yeah. So I know what you mean. It's just like, you know, inaudible sounds or something like that. And I believe everybody gets those. Like honestly. Because like I get them, my girlfriend gets them. I feel like it's a common occurrence where something like that does tend to happen. But I I know like growing up Well, and my little sister confirmed for me that, like, our our house in Virginia was haunted. Like, like whether... Oh, really? Yeah, like, like I, I, whenever I'd be there um, by myself, like, after school, dude, like, I don't know, shit would, like, like, there's this one room that I just, I don't know, I couldn't... I'd, I'd always have odd experiences there and it was our fucking computer room too so like i was right. on there all the time but like you know like i would you know some there'd be nobody home and somebody i swore you know beyond all belief somebody walked down the hallway and opened the door like and shit like that and then like my sister would when she was a baby like she would see my grandma my grandmother she would see um like you know, different individuals and my dog that's what fucking freaked me out the most 
is two dogs became afraid to like go down that hallway like and no reason why you know like no like traumatizing experience with us that would make this loving caring dog like not want to go down this hallway yeah they they do say that uh animals can pick up on stuff like that yeah like one thing that uh that scared the hell out of me once was and granted me and my doctor tried to chalk this up to sh- to being really like extreme like I was going through a very horrible time last year I was it, it was a whole mess I didn't want I don't want to go into too much of it on the, on uh, yeah, the podcast yeah, you don't need to I, but, I know what you're talking about yeah but like what happened was I was going through all this stress and like anxiety and stuff and all of a sudden like the creepiest thing happened where I was laying in bed and I was looking around my room at night and I just see this shadowy dude like stand up and then just curl up into a ball and disappear. And I was just like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> Scared me. And I turned on my, I actually turned on my, uh, <laughs> I actually turned on my uh, closet light and left it on <laughs> that night. Cause it was so weird and bizarre. Yeah. And I- then, um, I feel you on that. And then one one point when I was driving at work that day, or I want to say a couple days later, a week later, all of a sudden, like this gray hand came out of nowhere and was like running right at my face. <coughs> and I was just like, and I almost, I swear, I almost swerved that the work car into something else and hit something after I saw that. But after that, we I've after the whole situation rectified itself. Immediately, all that stuff went away. So, personally, I think that was just hallucination. But if that was ghosts, they need to leave me alone. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, it could, it could be, it could be uh, either. That is true. And, um, um, like, it could be, you know, ill intended spirits that are taking advantage of your weakened you know spiritual defenses because of the stress that you are going through oh yeah and the like what was it that when this it was weird because when this whole situation like rectified itself like i was just absolutely destroyed by it i know but the weirdest thing was is all the anxiety lifted off my shoulders and then after the anxiety lifted off my shoulders they were all gone like it never happened again now my girlfriend's randomly seen cats in my room and we don't own cats when i used to live in the apartment that apartment and um we also one thing that was really weird when i was going through that time and even partially after that i don't know how long but I do believe I was with my girlfriend, my current girlfriend right now when this, so this probably happened, still happened after, but even if you turn the heat up in my room, it was always like a a nice crisp, like 50 degrees in there. Like the rest of the apartment could be like 78 degrees and it's like 50. Even if we opened my door to let out the air. It was like you walked into a free, like a refrigerator. Still, like the like the cold air would 
the cold air or the warm air won't, you know, try to equalize itself. That's crazy. Oh, it was it was bizarre. It's like a my, plasmic barrier or some shit. Like <laughs> my friends, my friends were entirely convinced my room was haunted. My girlfriend still thought my room was haunted. So, is it a possibility that my bedroom, where my friend now lives, where my buddy now sleeps in, is haunted? Probably, and they get to have fun with the ghost. If it's not, well, the apartment needs to fix their, uh, they need to fix that. Now, now listen, now listen. With your buddy living there, that's, that's, that's you know, a, a great opportunity for you to, uh, to test some things. Oh, we did. It's hot as shit in there now. <laughs> Really? Yeah, the temperature. Uh, well, the temperature after a while destabilized or stabilized and went away. After one day, my girlfriend was just sitting in that room, and and it was. I guess she said she saw like somebody run out the window. And then after that, we've never had issues of uh of that random coldness. That's um. You know, even if you don't believe in like the power of it and stuff, dude, uh, I'm just gonna recommend you know, uh, smudging your your living areas every every once in a while. Well, I mean, currently, if I let me, currently, I would say that like where I live now, hunt like really like a lot better. The apartment complex here quality is a lot better, and we have we haven't had random cold spots. The only time it's cold is when I turn the temperature all the way down. Cause I like it when it's really cold. Yeah, I'm just, I'm but just, I'm just still, I'm just still, still gonna suggest <laughs> smudge everything. Like every, I remember just every like three six months, bro. Um, just, what was it? Just to help. You know, a funny story about smudging. So I actually posted it on Facebook about a year ago, and I said I believe my I, I posted on there kind of like jokingly saying my room is, I think it's like my room is extremely cold. I really think my room is haunted. The, my stepmother goes on there and says, buy some sage. (laughs) And, um, and I just thought that was the funniest thing. And, but well, even if you don't like, okay. So like, I mean, it's a, it's a sage burning. it, It goes back. You know, oh, it goes back and thousands and thousands of years. Okay, and like it, it is, it, it is even if it's not, you know, like cleansing of spirits and things like that. It's like the some of the chemicals that it gives off when you burn it are like mentally, you know, cleansing, stimulating. Oh, really? Yeah, which is which is maybe why, you know, it's used so much because it's like okay, it, like. If you go and burn sage, like you become calmer, like you know your anxiety dies down. So maybe you know it, it, that's why. You know maybe maybe that's why it's used, and it's just a you know it's just an anti-anxiety medication in in burning form. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, it's the uh, we can't burn. Oh, well, I think we can burn CBD, but it's like the zenith of nature. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Uh, like uh, those are like the weirdest things that happened. And if I were like, whether it's paranormal or just hallucinations, it's still like in my case where my girlfriend saw something, 
I saw something. Well, I saw two things. And my roommates could confirm my room was cold as shit. Like, my meter of believing it was a haunting goes from, like, you know, 40% to a nice, solid, like, 95%. Well, and, like, listen, I'm, I, I would never... I would never classify myself as an expert. Very well first and, and knowledgeable, but not an expert. But like, well, I'm not an expert either. What concerns me is that it left. <laughs> it's like it left the place. You didn't leave the place. Um, well, I will let me go ahead. Well, it left when it left the place, and you know, several months later, I left the place. So. Yeah, but but I mean like that that is not, like that's not common. That's that that actually that made me worry more. <laughs> like, oh, you're saying like you're saying a bigger fish came into the vicinity? <laughs> it, not no not necessarily. You know, just the fact that whatever that entity was, you know, wasn't bound to necessarily you her or the location that's the like it and without without something else being done in which to expel the spirit well well it could it could have been just i mean i don't know anything about the parent like that's why the paranormals you know the paranormal you can't really explain what's going on it could be a number like if i were to give a theory like, granted, I'm Catholic, but I do also believe in, like, you know, energy as well, kind of. Like, I believe in the power, like, good emotions, bad emotions, and, like, bad emotions can attract evil things, and good emotions can, you know, attract good things. Another thing is, is the uh, because I am a Catholic, I mean, it could possibly have been, you know, and... I know this is going to be a controversial view, but it's just a theory. There is like, you know, all the, you know, love and like, you know, love and kindness being showed either scared it away or an angel scared it away or something. I don't know. Those are just theories that could have potentially scared something off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whether if you, in, if you don't believe in angels, okay, maybe it was a, a, a spirit that came and scared it, like a good spirit that came and, that's came and scared it away. Yeah, no, or I, I, I can see that. Like, I have, like, I, 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 I have a spirit guide, and like, that has, I would say, saved me in the past, in in in, in a in, in a spiritual slash mental situation. So I, I I could see that. Yeah, like, I talked to like. I haven't talked to a priest and I'm not even going to count. Um, probably like four years. No, 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 no. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Four years when it for like confession and stuff, because that's, you know, a Catholic thing. But, um, I think after, you know, I started going back to church, it really started like, I guess it really went away when I started going back to church and like, you know, really, really jumping back into that part of my life. And, yeah, it was it was just bizarre. My girlfriend saw it. I didn't. I was gone. I have a question. Do you know mm-hmm. what date that happened? Yeah. Like that that it like, left and everything kind of. Okay, so 
I want to say it happened sometime anywhere between September and November. But it was I know for a fact it was not on Halloween. But it was it was it was 2022. It was 2022, yeah. Okay. Why do you ask? Uh I was just looking at our messages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I could have sent you something about I, you know, I forget who I send messages to, <laughs> like about anything. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of weird like when it comes to the paranormal, when it comes to like cryptozoology and stuff like that, and when it comes to you know possessed people or as we or as we in Florida like to affectionately call them, Florida men. Um, hey, 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 wait. <laughs> look, Look, man, I lived in Melbourne, all right? Wait, are you in Florida, though? Or you, no, no, no I, I used to live in Melbourne. I moved. Okay. Uh, I'm now I'm now a Florida man. I, I was a Florida man, but then I became civilized. Shut the fuck up. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try and gather the, gather the, the Kyles. All right. We're going to take over Fort Myers. Damn, I thought you were going to say we're going to take over the um, Disney corporate zone. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if, like, some weird fluke happened and you could homestead it? Like, Disney Better, pulled no. out and I could just go there and fucking be like, ha-ha. <laughs> I, I hereby I, decree this for the nation of Kyle. <laughs> it's Have you played Fallout 3? Of, of course. Okay, you know the Republic of Dave? Oh jeez, yeah, yeah. The Republic of Ky- the Kingdom of Kyle or whatever. Hey, whoa, this whoa, legend. whoa! Hold up, no, hold I, up, hold I, up. No, no, let, up. Me, let me let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. All right, we got a castle. It was known as the Magic King. We got the Animal Kingdom. I mean, it's only natural. It's also known as the Magic Kingdom too. So yeah, well, you know, yeah. To be to be Sp- quite fair, Spawnable, Spawnable and Kroos did coin the Kingdom of Kyle, so you know. It, yes, it, there you go. Yeah. Shout out to Spawnable; he's such a great dude. Ah, uh, I love him to death. He's taught <laughs> me everything I've known in the tech world. <laughs> but uh, dude, he's 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 one of my he's he's one of my best friends and has been my friend for a long time, but. He is tough to love. <laughs> yeah, he can be. But um but no, like there's so much like in the world of like all of that, like where it comes to like, you know, like just paranormal stuff and supernatural stuff where it's hard to tell when people are lying and that's why I'm always that's why I always maintain a level of skept like skeptics skepticism. Here, because you know, here I'm gonna hmm? take I'm gonna take Spawnable's role in this skepticism. All right, they're on drugs. They're on drugs. It, yep, yep. If 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 you can't show it to me, they're on drugs. <laughs> Damn, you you just gonna roast a man like that? <laughs> they're on oh, they're on drugs or they're paranoid schizophrenics. I I don't know what to tell you. That's the truth. Yep, sucks to suck, pleb. Hashtag buy crypto. <laughs> I, I love that man. He's great. Hashtag buy the dip. Oh, hashtag not financial advice. Okay. <laughs> hashtag. Anyways, um, but but there's just so much out there. It's just really hard to you know prove up. Like 
here's another there's like one argument i like to say is like just because there's a lack of evidence doesn't mean that shows lack of you know existence either because like think of it this way there was lack of evidence of the platypus or you know <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean we didn't like for the longest time the platypus was considered a cryptid you know that right yeah yeah because in in the ones that had been seen like nobody could prove that they could like be real be real and and how they made other platypus <laughs> oh yeah a mammal laying eggs unheard of good sir and then you know they find them and they're like well damn yeah, that I is guess crazy, they're real. That is crazy. Like the platypus is a, is, it's an amalgam. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that. It's like this is what I like. If I were to describe the platypus to somebody without talking about its features, I would say give a man some weed and tell them to draw a duck and a beaver, and that's what you'd get. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That's that's a platypus. That, it looks that, like a stoner drew a duck and a beaver, but the the picture just was just on top of each other. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's definitely a platypus. Huh. But <laughs> that but that like goes to show like you know there are things about this world at one point we didn't know, and then it proved that it were real. And here's another thing like ain't like you know the term living fossils, right? Like you know like the nautilus, the coelacanth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like. For the longest time, people believed that coelacanth was, you know, extinct. And then at some point, you know, we found dead ones washing up on shore. And even people were still skeptical then. And then somebody was like, bro, watch this. And we, you know, got into a sub, went, searched for, I don't even know how long. And then boom, found a bunch of coelacanth. So that that was my point about the fucking ocean earlier, dude. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like. You can't say definitively that certain things don't exist. It's just highly improbable. It's like uh it's like aliens out in the universe, like No, no now that now that that it is mathematically It's probable oh, it, it, mathematically improbable that they don't because we're it, I just look I look at it this way. <laughs> the universe is the biggest multiplayer lobby in the world we just haven't found the other players yet yeah we're 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 on fucking you know we're on dsl and 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 they're up there on fucking you know on dark fiber and we're just you know we're trying to we sent a signal years ago and just hasn't gotten there yet (laughs) Or, or here's another theory or it has gotten there and they just don't care about a bunch of monkeys or it's gonna be like that game over movie where they send out the the fucking uh they send out the like fucking record of like that year in 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 the world oh, yeah. and shit and like the aliens think that it's a declaration of war <laughs> <laughs> and fucking and like they they developed their like whole fucking society based around these atari games and shit like yeah that that, that shit would oh, be God. fucking funny dude it's like that south park episode where uh cartman gets the sea monkeys 
and they start building civilizations and cultures, worshiping uh, Cartman, and one's worshiping Stan, and they have a nuclear war. Oh God, <laughs> that shit was so funny. But when it comes to aliens, I am actually more. I'm a. I am like a hundred percent certain. I'm not a skeptic at all. I do believe they're real. Oh, like, I, I, I am one. There is, there is no way. Like. There's no way in hell that life on Earth is a coincidence. Now, if we are truly the only things in the universe, well, damn, we got a big playground. So you, so you believe you believe in seed theory, then, like that? No, not necessarily. Like that's just a possibility. Now, one thing I do, I there is another theory I do kind of, uh, I do entertain the idea of is, um, it was what was it? It was like one of my friends, like. Pin hat, you know, he was drunk as shit kind of theories. Uh-huh. And he goes like, well, what if we were all part of this one giant species? And then we all went, we were such a, such a vast spacefaring species. And we all were sent out into the universe and we lost contact. And then we basically just evolved into another species after thousands upon thousands of years or millions of years. All I said to that man is, how much have you had a drink tonight? <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's a it's a possibility. I mean, like, because you have to think, like, look at look at the civilizations that you know, the civilizations that go as far back as you know, history of man is known to an extent. What was it like? Um, like the Sumerians. Wanna... Like the Sumerians were like far more advanced than, than you know, uh, far more advanced than like the 500s AD. So like, <laughs> it's like, it, you know, in mathematics and in in uh, geometry and and things of that nature. Like, they they were far more advanced than what humans were after that for a long time. And it's like my personal my personal belief mm. is that actually they were guided there's... by aliens, but that's um Sumer actually was less than you think because you know when algebra was invented, right? Uh, um... uh, it was like the Babylonians, Egypt, and Athens was the earliest known origins of that, and I was like. That was like sixty, like sixteen fifty BC, and then eventually the ninth uh, century Muslim mathematician was was Muhammad ibn Musa. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Um, was known as the father of algebra. I guess he. I don't know the whole story of the. Like, have you ever looked up the history of math? Uh, yeah. That shit. That shit's so fascinating. Like, how do you come? Like. How lonely do you have to be to come up with stuff like that? Um, you know what I mean? Well, it's so. Uh, uh, B, uh, my my Bing AI just chimed in on the side of my search. Uh oh. Um, the roots of algebra can be traced back to the ancient Babylonians, who developed an advanced arithmetical system with which they were able to do calculations in an algorithmic fashion. However, the exact year of the discovery of algebra is quite difficult to say. 
It is believed that the system was originated in in Babylon, where they developed a system of arithmetic which was quite advanced. With that system, they were able to calculate in algebraic fashion. The invention of algebra is often attributed to Muhammad ibn Musa al-Khwarizmi, um, a Muslim mathematician who wrote a book in the 9th century called Kitab al-Jabrar, or the compendious book on calculation by completion and balancing. Damn. And that actually leads me into something else when you talk about the occult, too, with like numerology and stuff. It's like, it's so fascinating that even some people who like, you know, go, Mer, I practice magic. Also, you like do a lot of numbers and, and uh, geometries and stuff, which I never fully understood. It's like, I guess mainly due to the fact that, you know, I went to a Catholic school. We never really learned about the occult and a lot of people there didn't believe in the occult. And if you were one who dabbled in the occult, well, you would just get looked at weird. Yeah. So and I never fully understood where numerology and like you know blessed no like I'm I'm pretty sure it's not such a thing but like you know like sacred numbers and stuff like I know the golden ratio is a thing but that's also just a mathematical thing. Well, well but no, I no, it's not. See, that's the thing. Like, it, like if you look, if you like dive into like Fibonacci theory, right, and all that, it it shows up like. Fibonacci sequence shows up in like everything in nature. Everything. Oh, have you speaking of, have you ever seen that Fibonacci sequence where it, uh, where it's that dude with like a, like with a beer gut, like standing on a uh, ladder and it had the, uh, the golden ratio, like, like spiral. And it's like perfect. <laughs> no, I have not, but that, I mean, the, yeah, but no, I agree. Like it, like math is the, uh, le- like, I don't know who said it, but math is like the um, language of nature and the universe. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, like humans didn't create math; they just slowly have been able to unlock the potential of knowing how to calculate the world around them. And but when it comes to like something like like numerology, which I don't know too much about. I still think about it like, why? Like, why is this a thing? And it, and and that like leads me back to like ancient astronaut theory, right? So like, oh, okay, here it is. Sorry, go ahead. So like, it's possibly like a you know like a message left to us to discover to learn about our origins i don't know well the it goes and this is from like i guess from vogue and so i don't know how how accurate this definition is it's it's the study of mystical relationships between numbers letters and patterns as in most methods of divination numerology is a tool that is used to gain deeper knowledge of the self, others, and how we relate to the world at large. So, like, I guess, like, it looks like there's, like, a chart with numbers and letters and, a like, whatever each, I don't know. I don't know how this works, and I don't plan on bothering learning because, you know, I don't believe in that. And it goes, here's another definition. It goes, Numerology is the belief of, in an occult, divine, or mystical relationship between number and 
a number and one or more coinciding events. It is also the study of the numer numerical value via alphanumeric system of the letters and words and names. When numerology is applied to a person's name, it is a form of onomancy. Like, yeah, like, I'm sorry, like, this stuff I'm highly skeptical about. Yeah, look, like, numerology I'm not, I'm not huge on. But, like, but, you know, like, Fibonacci ratio in nature, I, I, I mean. That's I, been proven. You can, yeah. um, you can look at, what was it? There was a video I saw a long time ago. Like, when I mean by long time ago, I mean, they were still pushing in the, uh, the TV with the big CRT TVs kind of long time ago. <laughs> and, um. There was a uh, guy who uh, used the Fibonacci sequence and he was like drawing on a uh, pineapple yeah. the, and he did the Fibonacci sequence on the pineapple. So if you uh, <clears throat> if you look up Vihart, OK, V-I-H-A-R-T, um, she has a whole series on YouTube called uh, Doodling with Math. Um. Oh, I see it right now. That stuff. Is... Oh my lord, that's cool. Yeah, and her Fibonacci se series is fucking awesome. Um, I I watched it. It I I give a shout out. I swear to God, Sal Khan better come on this show because like I've given him so many goddamn shout outs. But uh, Sal Khan created Khan Academy, which is a nonprofit organiz educational organization. It's everything from kindergarten to to like the MSATs and LSATs um and and beyond um and on that app like i had it on a tablet in jail it's the only reason i ever discovered it and um <clears throat> like her videos were on there and like it fucking saved my mental health in ways that i could not explain <laughs> but yeah like hang on you, uh, look look up okay one she is totally against pi day okay All right oh i believe it. it it is tau okay we we we're a tau family in this house all right we we we, we follow tau <laughs> actually but speaking on like more of the occult stuff which is i'm trying to look up right now because you also oh thanks i get cult <laughs> not occult <laughs> it was it spelled with a k no, it's just C-U-L-T. You know, you could petition as much as you want, and I don't think it's going to work. What? You know, changing certain certain words that have a K in it. I, I don't need to petition. I just do it. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to, you know, look it, look, up, look it up elsewhere, because the first thing I see is bizarre cult rights of, the, of wicked Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know right now. I am in the happiest point in my life right now. I do. If I disappear, um, you know why? Shut the fuck up, Jesus <laughs> Christ! But oh, my dad's playing poker today. Sorry, I just. <laughs> but oh, here's something that's interesting. Uh, there's an article right here. It says four-year-old girl child dies as father's occult ritual goes wrong. Uh, okay, uh, 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 no, not, no, not this weekend, I heard, I, 
What? <laughs> I said not this weekend. No, no. Like it's like a year ago. <laughs> okay, no, I'm saying like I uh like last weekend was just filled with uh like like Saturday morning I woke up to fucking Waylon posting about this little kid dying in fucking our our admin chat and i was like nope 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 i'm done done for the day well, <laughs> well the thing is is it's uh, what i'm trying to find out is not the uh the death itself i want to figure out what he was trying to do i don't <laughs> oh it says right here he's performed strange rituals to develop his wealth on the advice of a fake Baba. Jesus Christ, dude. I I think I I think I'm gonna call this is him what, on that. I think <laughs> like well, I just stopped reading it after that, but like like when it comes this is why I don't believe in the occult and I don't think the occult should be a thing because like imagine like I believe like the occult can be you can be very, very, very much be used as a selfish desire. So like you trying to gain wealth, you trying to gain knowledge by, you know, doing like a ritual and hoping something happens. And, and then there's a part of me that honestly believes that that's, it's possible. Like, because I, I, I believe that there's just like how there's black magic and like, you know, whatever, like for instance, out in Appalachia, there's this, there's this, there's actually a good channel on YouTube. I could tell you after because I'm not, I don't know where it is buried in all my subscriptions on YouTube. Um, basically, this it's an old man who lives in Appalachia, and he talks about three witches, like three types of witches that live in Appalachia. Okay, uh, hold, on, hold on, I, I, I got right, it's Appalachia. Appalachia. You, you either you either got to say the Appalachians or it's Appalachia. All right. Okay. Look, man. <laughs> I come from a weird mix where it's like people say it that way. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Appalachia. There. Anyways, the person from Appalachia. Um, he was talking about th like three kinds of witches. I can't remember. The th one of them, but one was like black magic witches, and the other one was called water witches. And the black magic witches are like you—you you want to stay away from them as much as you as much as possible, because I like they'll like do bad things to you, put hexes on you and stuff like that, according to this man. And then there are water witches who will like give you like a dousing rod and help you find water out in the Appalachian mountains. Hmm. So. It's, I, if I can find the video, I'll send it to you. Okay. It was very, it was a very fascinating listen to a video. And then, then I found his other video on wood boogers, which is actually a really funny name for a very terrifying creature. Wood burger, wood, 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 wood boogers. boogers. Damn, now Basically, want, it's now like a, burger. it's like a Sasquatch kind of creature that'll like take you into the woods and eat you. <laughs> And they then they don't and they don't work alone either. What the fuck? Yeah, and they're like now when it comes to that, I have a story to tell as well where I could have sworn I saw one out in out in um South Carolina. 
that one I am like 90% certain are real because like I saw something standing in the road, like not in the road, but on the side of the road that was hairy and like it was hairy. And then there was something else. And then it just ran right into the woods. Oh, well, I never finished telling you about fucking dude. Like, Oh shit. The, the fucking, the, 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 the Bigfoot. Um, yeah, go ahead. Dude. So I'll send you personally the video. Cause I mean, it, I mean, it, it's on her YouTube. Um, but she sends me the dude, like the first video, I thought it was just like wind blown over the camera. Right. And that is no longer my fucking belief. And like, Have you ever, these are Sorry. just straight, these are just straight fucking, you know, a, a trail cam. On the back of her house, like, and you like, you see the raccoons and shit. And the crazy part is, like, the one video you hear the fucking Bigfoot scream, the fucking raccoons scatter. And have you this person? I believe, like, this person, I 100% would never, like, purposefully give me false information. Have you ever heard of the Sierra Camp tapes? No. So it's a actually a very it's actually super weird. It took place in like the 70s. Yeah, 1970. And like there's these guys out in the middle of goddamn nowhere. And all of a sudden you just hear like whistles and whoops coming from the woods all around them. And they're like videotaping it too in the 70s. And they did actually an analysis on the sounds of the voices. And in order to make a noise like that, you would have to be anywhere between like seven and ten feet tall. Tapes and they have like recorded they have... by Ron Moorhead and his buddies who heard strange sounds and chatterings in the woods while camping in the area. They recorded the sounds using a tape recorder and a camera, and the resulting recordings are truly eerie. The sounds are not animal sounds, but they are not human either hold some of the most compelling evidence of non-human intelligence in the wildlands of America. Yeah, look, like, watch that after we're done here. Like, it's wild. And that that leads me to believe that there are, and there's something more out there, whether it's, now, we can't say for certain that it's Bigfoots or Big Feet or whatever, or Sasquatch, but it definitely shows that there's something intelligent of of that level of community. I mean, we know for a fact that there are animals on earth that have very complex speech patterns like whales. I want to say monkeys do as well, or chimpanzees, but this tape, like these like audio, it's clearly communication and it seems complex too. It's, it's crazy. Whether it's Sasquatch or a bunch of just tall dudes messing with the guy. Or, you know, something else entirely. It's compelling, to say the least. And, yeah, yes, when you can, send me that uh video that video of what you were talking about, because I'd be actually very interested in listening to. Yeah, and hold on, I want to... This is a story about oh, missing people, except it's really a story real about quick. Bigfoot. But as the title is a little... Where's the, at the fucking... If it were just what well, are you going to play it on the stream? Toss that up on the screen right now. Yeah. Okay. 
Listening back to those tapes myself, I hear two, maybe three or four voices that are coming from outside of the shelter. Clearly, Moorhead and Barry are responding to some of these sounds, but what really gets me is the fact that they're not animal sounds. You know, they're they're not just a, a growl or a bark or a howl. There's some some chattering in there, some gibberish. You know, there's a mix of some hooting sounds. If it were any, I don't know, word, man. Like forest those uh, those sounds sound like sounds people can make like i i i'm i'm not like well what it was was the pitch like there was like a uh, analysis done there was like a pitch like they did the ranges of the pitches and stuff and the analysis said there's no way like an average size human could do that yeah and where they were they were off any known trail like they were in the dead wilderness away from people. Uh, uh, it's like... Uh, it, like, I, I, I know voice actors that could do... like I don't know, dude. It, well, it, here's the, it's this recorded also... on a 1970s tape recorder, so like I'm not like highly... Uh... <laughs> well, to be fair, they also didn't have the technology really to, you know, you could say Photoshop stuff. Oh, they... Totally had the technology to oh, to to manipulate audio. Yo, yes, yeah. In the seventies, it also depends on which um, what was it uh, which link you use on YouTube? Uh, the, uh what was his name? Um, he runs the Lore Lodge. Oh, oh, Aiden Mattis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If actually that's actually a very good video too. Like that like I love his stuff. He does a really good job. And um another thought that I did have with it was if, even if it's not Bigfoot is it's feral people. Yeah. Like I, I mean yeah, it's fucking... like like if you ever watch Aid Madison's stuff, he goes like he talks about how he has a, he has a theory that uh the um, national state park, like the national park system, is actually housing and hiding uh, tribes of feral people in them. I mean, it's possible. Oh, did you you ever heard about the fucking, uh, the the Death Triangle or whatever? Oh, the Bermuda Triangle. No, there is a portion of what park is this, dude? Um, where is it? legal to kill someone in the u.s talked about it on, on here before a little bit um there's one place in america you could legally get away with murder america death triangle known as the american triangle um the zone of that death, the zone of death okay <clears throat> so um, an odd loophole going back almost 150 years created a so-called... Oh, it's in Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, created a so-called zone of death near over 50 square miles of the iconic Yellowstone National Park. Um, so the thing with it, the, the very odd part, right, is that a, um, a, a senator brought this up. And said, hey, like, we need to fix this. Because what it is, is that it's in the state park. And 
it's also it's part hold on uh, here's the <clears throat> so uh so what happens if you're caught committing a crime in the 50 square mile region of the park which is in idaho according to cult the Cult, Jesus Christ, K A L T is the name. Yeah, I see a uh, Brian Cult. Yeah, the police would take the criminal to Cheyenne, the capital of Wyoming, because the crime took place in its jurisdiction. But the U.S. Constitution says a trial must be held in the state where the crime was committed, meaning the suspect could ask for the trial to take place in Idaho. Hmm. Uh, Professor Cult said in the Sixth Amendment, they said that they would require local juries. And the language they used is that the jury has to be from the state and district where the crime was committed. This is called the vicinage clause. And in this case, it means the jury would have to live in the small area of Idaho, which overlaps with the Wyoming district. But as Professor Colt pointed out, nobody lives there. There's no way for them to give you a trial. And so I argue they should have to let you go. There could be a similar issue in the Montana part of the park, but unlike Idaho, a few dozen people do live there, meaning it should be possible to pull together a jury. Colt has spoken to the U.S. Congress several times and begged them to fix the loophole by redrawing the district lines, but they have yet to act. And this so is basically, this is years, dude. You can you can go there. You could you'd get charged, but constitutionally. They can't do anything. They can't. They can't try you. It'd be an unconstitutional uh, trial. That's so bizarre. In the fact, and like I see it too. What's it's worse. Like, oh. What's worse is that they've known about this for years now and still have not fixed it. So oh, why? Why we're moving? We're moving away from the occult and all the paranormal to you know. Big think tin hat. Let's talk about let's talk about why the yeah, government. But, but this, I mean, this is pretty solid. Like this is like you know, e- even from like you know, fuck conspiracy theories and shit. Like, well, why would you not fix this? Like, well, like here's a, I have a, uh, I have a theory about that. It's not a conspiracy theory, but what if? And now, let's go back to like you know, like an answer like this. Like, what if it's an area where. Like that's like the territorial zone of a of a Sasquatch or a tribe of that's feral what, that's people. Why, that's why I brought that up. Like it could be, you know, like a tribe of feral people live there, and they. How can you charge a feral person who's lived in the woods and like never been part of society? Yeah, and you'd have to admit that they're there. That you probably pushed them there, and gave like them that a, zone like, right gave there. them a reservation. Now and then, here comes another theory: is a uh, how many state parks have that little exclusion zone there's like if we were to look if we were to look at them so it's just uh yellowstone there's only one other in it in but it it's in montana to be quite fair you could do that also in the alaskan wilderness too Mm. i mean alaska is a huge state there's a there's a lot of wide open area that's has nobody around. Yeah, but like it, it would be like based on county. That's fair. And so like I'm I'm sure I'm sure that Alaska doesn't have less than, you know, two dozen people per county. But so you're saying this little area right there is not a part of any county. Correct. That is well there's it's there's, weird. there's nobody there's nobody in the jurisdiction. Like, there's nobody that lives in that jurisdiction. 
Uh, so you know what I'll do? I will solve that myself and go move my family there. You can't. It's and a start... fucking national park. Oh, Look, wait. man. Oh, wait. They can't charge you. No. I know. Hold they on. Can't charge... They can't charge you for trespassing there. Yeah. I'll go. You know what? There we go. That's where we're going to go live. The cows are going to become feral people. <laughs> and live there. And you can go to www.kyle.army.com to join today. <laughs> oh, God. I, I hear the uh, ATF banging on my door now. <laughs> but that is so bizarre. Like, that is. I did buy that domain, by the way. Oh, my Lord. But it is really bizarre that they have this little sliver of just that. To me, I would say that could also back up the idea of like, you know, feral tribes. Yeah. And another here's another theory is like on the feral tribe situation is um what if that tribe could be cannibalistic and you know, people turn up dead there. That's why they made the loophole, so they're you know, just <laughs> Or you know, that's where or that's where the or that's where you know people just, you know, send their political targets. <laughs> Yeah, right. But listen, so, I mean, Yellowstone, you know, Yellowstone has some negative uh, connotations to it. I mean, it's got sulfur pits. It's got, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a, it's a super volcano. Yeah, and it's, it it's like, you know, oh, poking its poking its head above the surface and uh, so i it's fucking so speaking of that have you ever there's a castle in the the czech republic where it's it's so it surrounds a giant hole and all the battlements are facing inwards and not outwards jesus um (laughs) castle in where the czech republic czech republic inward oh castle portal to hell it's called huska castle it was constructed over a large hole in the ground that is a gateway to hell which allegedly is so deep no one can see the bottom of it jesus christ and there's oh there's pictures of it of the castle and of the hole what the fuck dude isn't that fucking wild? Like, apparently there was a there was a story where a where a duke was sending like prisoners like if you go down there, um, we'll release you and not kill you. So one guy goes down there, and all they heard after like fifty feet or a hundred feet, the guy was screaming to be pulled back up. And stuff was going on at the bottom of the pit, and then like yeah, I don't know. If... I, 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 what was it? It was Ghost Hunters International, or or like, uh, uh, no, there it is. It was on Discovery Channel. I watched that. Yeah, like when it comes to pits to hell, there's so many of them in the world. It's so bizarre. That one in particular, the one in the Czech Republic. That story, honestly, like. When I first heard about it, that really sent chills up my spine because a lot of the things that they said, like the people who were like stationed around that castle at the time, they said like they see demons coming out of it or like, you know, chimera-esque monsters coming out of it. 
It's wild, dude. There's so much stuff like in the world today. And now that we have drones, it's like, why can't I just fly my drone down there? So have they sent anything down all the way? Like, I don't know. Like, you could send a drone down there easily. Yeah, you could just drop a camera like on a fucking rope. So they, that they, too. they have put stuff down there, but we're... Hold on, now I need to fucking but, know. Um, but apparently, back in the medieval time, they were trying to plug the hole up by throwing their dirt and dead bodies down there. But the hole would not fill. Okay, so... Videos... Um, what the fuck? I need to know. I need to know. Because this is... And... Has anybody sent anything down there? The fuck? Ooh. Um, during World War II, the evil mustache people uh, conducted experiments there into the occult. Uh, according to Prague Tourism, the castle is reputed to have very types of ghosts. A bullfrog slash human creature, headless horse, and an old woman, as well as the remains of demonic beasts who escaped the pit. The pit lower levels of the castle is said to be a gateway to hell. Thus, by constructing gothic buildings and buildings defensive wall facing inward, they are able to keep the demons trapped in the lowest levels, thickest walls, closest to the hole of the castle. Yeah, Ghost Hunter Internationals went there. Okay, yeah. And uh, Travel Channel and Doctor <clears throat> Who, apparently. Crazy. Uh, so I gotta look more into that. Hey, I do. I do have to call this one. I gotta. I gotta go. Um, that's fine. I, I appreciate uh, you coming. Yeah, man. Fucking any any time. You know what? If you want, I'll come on next time, and we can uh, explore these uh, portals to hell. Oh, uh, so get with more, because more. Like I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm probably gonna like join you too, but more mm -hmm. is. Um, having his own segment that's like because more uh more's a historian and so like he, he likes diving into the historical aspects and also like he likes the occult and shit too so like yeah we can get a uh yeah i would love to do that that'd be fun because i love history yeah yeah so and like yeah yeah it'd definitely be dope but man all I right man appreciate you coming um Fucking yeah, yeah. See, see you soon. <laughs> it was nice talking. It was. Uh, I hope people were informed or you know making fun of me at the same time. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> probably both. But, uh, probably probably both. Yeah. Like, what is this, man? Make up your mind. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right, man. You take it easy. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Nice day, Hey, bye.